0: The world of digital marketing moves at a dizzying speed. Strategies, budgets, tactics, buzzwords. How can we even begin to distinguish the signal from the noise? The good moves from the bad? Take it from the team that's tripped as much as we've triumphed. We're putting our best moves in the spotlight and spilling every secret to give you step-by-step instructions to steal for your own success and digitally scale your business. This is Marketing Moves. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Moves. I'm your host, Lisa Perry-Kovacs, and today we have an episode that explores the concept of creating an awards program to help market your company and grow affinity for your brand. Today's guest, Kelly Keefe, is an award-winning business leader, trusted human resources professional, recent recipient of the 2023 Smart Business News Progressive Women Award and the first female president in ERC's 103-year history. Most impressive to me and central to our episode today, Kelly oversees North Coast 99, ERC's annual recognition program and event that honors 99 great Northeast Ohio workplaces for top talent. Our marketing agency, Vividfront, has been a recipient of the North Coast 99 Award for five years and counting, and I have to say, it's the award we are most proud of, even above our Inc. 5000 or field-specific recognition. North Coast 99 is rigorous, unbiased, and evaluates organizations based on their ability to attract and retain top talent. But I'll let Kelly tell you more about it. Kelly, welcome to Marketing Moves. Thanks, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So what I want to cover today is the way that an awards program can actually become an effective marketing tool and how North Coast 99 Awards has helped grow brand recognition and credibility for ERC. So let's start with a bit of background for our listeners. What is the mission of ERC? What is ERC all about?
1: Our mission is to help leaders build great workplaces. So through thought leadership, through providing data to these leaders, that's really what we're trying to do is just help Northeast Ohio attract and retrain great employees by building great workplaces.
0: Terrific. And how do you think that North Coast 99 helps further that core
1: mission? So North Coast 99 is all about, it's all data driven. So it's all about working, looking at workplace practices and then comparing that to what top performers are looking for out of workplaces. So so using that information that helps to drive our mission.
0: Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about the history of North Coast 99 from inception to today like what was the original purpose of the program? How has it changed over time? What are some things that remain the same? I mean, I think you're celebrating a an
1: anniversary. Is that correct? We just had our 25th anniversary of North Coast 99, Congrats. which was such a... I know, it's so exciting. Yeah. And really, it's just exciting for our region because yeah. this is for year over year. So many organizations are applying, and they just want to keep getting better. The leaders of these organizations, the employees, they realize the importance of it. So truly... North Coast 99 conceptually has not changed. It's always been data-driven. What has changed is 25 years ago, it used to be a paper and a pencil application, Mm. and um, people used to have to use snail mail. For everyone who doesn't know what that is, they didn't email it in. So what has changed is it's all become electronic now, and we're able to send the survey out to many individuals within an organization. But at the core, it's always remained data-driven.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I can't imagine filling out that application with paper and pencil because it is long. It's a big application. It's very robust. Um, Can you talk about the different sections of the application and some of the criteria that you're looking for?
1: Yeah. So it really kind of comes down to the trends of what's happening in today's world. So when you think about 25 years ago, not many organizations, if any, I think, had paternity leave. I don't even think that we asked about paternity leave. Of course, now most organizations all offer paternity leave. There was no cell phone policies. Mm -hmm. There was no bring your dog to work policy. So what's beautiful about North Coast 99 is it evolves every year um, keeping up with the trend. So COVID, year 2020 obviously kind of pushed the envelope as to what organizations are doing around flexibility and benefits, those types of things. So North Coast 99, the questions have evolved as the world has evolved year over year.
0: That makes sense. How do you find applicants for North Coast 99? Do they find you or and they reach out to apply or how do you find them?
1: Yeah, so luckily we have many organizations that have applied year over year. However, just because you apply year over year, there is no guarantee that you're going to win. Um, again, it's all data driven and I can get into that a little bit if you want. But we find applicants, LinkedIn is a wonderful way. Organizations realize, as you just said at the beginning, it's a, it's a very sought after award because yeah. you realize that winning this award is a, we're a third party that's giving You, a stamp of approval that you're doing what employees are looking for, right, by the attraction and retention, focusing on what real employees are looking for. So really, it's an organic growth. But year over year, we have um, a good handful of organizations that have never won. You know, Vivid Front hasn't won for 25 years. So you were a new first-time winner a couple of years ago. And every year, like I said, the new winner, we have new organizations that come in. And then organizations are so excited to celebrate their win that they share it themselves. So then there is some organic growth that way as well. We do use LinkedIn a lot. and We do push it out um, through other social media means as well.
0: And when you're pushing it out, what's your messaging? Are you just inviting people to
1: apply? I think what we're using, what we're really um, kind of shifted recently with our marketing team, I'm so excited, is we're using the data that we learned from North Coast 99 to say, hey, wow. have you thought about new benefits that you could offer your employees instead of just a traditional, you know, have you thought about new ways to maybe help um, meet your employees where they are today, right? So if students, or if your children are home, do you have, offer a little flexibility or are you offering different um, pet benefits, which is a new um, benefit that's been we've seen kind of rise out of through some of the data. So using the data from the North Coast application, we then turn that into fun facts and push that out.
0: I think that's such a good idea because instead of through your marketing messaging trying to push the awards program and you know do you want to win an award, it's are you are you thinking about your employees in the right way? Are you thinking about Different benefits that you can ask them. And then I think employers will organically want to do a better job for their employees.
1: That's right. And we actually hear that some organizations, they actually know that they're not going to win because they are kind of at the beginning phase of um, the change in leadership, or they're just saying, you know, we never really thought about creating a strong culture within our organization through the practices and the policies that we have. So some organizations use the application process. So just for the listeners to know, if we were to print out the application, it's about a 60-some page mm-hmm. application. So it is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very time consuming. It's a um, almost a two-month window to fill out the application because it does involve a lot of data that the organization has to collect. But then- What's wonderful then is you almost get like an audit of what you are doing compared to what other other organizations are doing. How many days off do you give? How many um, vacation days do you have? How many holidays do you give each year? Those types of things. So you can benchmark your organization on other winning organizations. Um, so you can use that then for the following year when the leadership team sits down and says, what are we going to do to improve our workplace culture, practices, policies? You can use that data as a starting point.
0: It's funny you mentioned that, and I'm glad you shared that, because that is something that I do um, as well. (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah. When I'm filling out the application, I'm taking note of what were some areas that I felt like were more difficult to fill out or maybe didn't come as naturally. And I felt disappointed in our ability to offer that to our employees. And I would take a really strong mental note of that, Mm -hmm. and then add it to the itinerary to talk about with the leadership team for the subsequent years
1: planning. That's great. That's wonderful. And it doesn't mean that just because like, let's say if the average right now is you're giving off 11 day holidays, or, you know, that that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do. But just so you know that that's what the average is, the high range might be, I think it's thirteen. And the low range is nine. So where do you fall? But that, you know. So what is your proposition that you're saying to your employees? We don't give off all the holidays. However, you have flexibility to go see the the doctor whenever you need to, or, or whatever it is. You know, you're kind of meeting your employees where they are. So just kind of, you know, I think the more information we have on any decision that we make, right. makes us um, better decision makers.
0: Absolutely agree. So how does an awards program? Gain and remain credible even after so many years. Like you have said, you know, just because you apply doesn't mean you have to win. Right. You know, I had said in the beginning, it's unbiased. Just talk about how, you know, you can't pay to play with North Coast.
1: No, (laughs) not at all. Um, In fact, one of the worst – professional phone calls I ever had to make was calling my board chair so I have a board at ERC I have a board of directors that are my bosses and the board chair I had to call him and tell him that his organization did not win North Coast 99 (laughs) Um, so I had a pit in my stomach and he was so kind and classy and all those things and he said you know what it just it just proves the validity of this program um, because you really can't pay to play so no but there's no guaranteed winners whatsoever And I think that's kind of a misnomer that I want to just make sure that people realize is North Coast 99 is it's really all data driven. And if you answer the question one way, one year, it doesn't mean that if you answer the question the same, answer all the questions the same the next year that you're going to win because what you want, Lisa, what I want from year to year changes, right? COVID proved that to us. We always wanted challenging and meaningful work for the most part. That was the number one driver. Then all of a sudden COVID came and guess what we wanted? We wanted job security. Well, then Mm -hmm. guess what we want now? We want flexibility right? So year over year, because of the way the world works, that's how we're changing um, what we're looking for. So how do we keep it fresh and relevant? I think you asked me that. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it's what the employees are answering on the survey data that kind of helps drive us to how we keep it relevant.
0: Yeah. And I like what you said about just because you answer it one way doesn't mean you're just going to be able to maintain winning it year after no. year. Because one of the things that I noticed was, there was a one year and the period after it that I felt like we answered questions similarly, but when we received the report, we fell very differently on the benchmarking data mm-hmm, mm-hmm, than the prior year. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's mm-hmm. really because anytime new too.
1: employees come in, or as you just said, you took the data, um, the survey results, and you really kind of you wanted to create action and you wanted to create change. So if you then changed some policy that you have and other organizations didn't, then you're going to come out a high, higher on that answer. So.
0: Right. And in the same vein of unbiased, I think one of the cool things about the way North Coast 99 captures data is that you have new employees like you just touched mm-hmm. on fill it out. So can you mm-hmm. talk about that? Because it's not like the leadership team can just sit down and be like, oh, we're awesome. Right. Like right. You have to get more data from people that aren't necessarily biased for you winning. So yeah. can you talk about
1: that? Yeah, I would love to. So so there's two – we do kind of two employee surveys. The first one is a top performer survey. So you identify how many top performers you have within your organization approximately. And then we send a survey out and we're looking for at least half of those employees to complete – Um, So again, that drives what um, policies are important and how those are weighted. Then there's the new employee, right? So we all maybe remember being the first, Mm -hmm. you know, our first job or the newbie at the organization. And how did you feel? How did you feel, you know, acclimated as soon as possible? And so that information is really relevant because that will say to you, Lisa, gosh, maybe our onboarding practice needs a little bit more. Or maybe we need a buddy system, or maybe we're offering this benefit that, doesn't quite matter to new employees. So what we're trying to do is help you as business leaders be as successful as possible with every new employee you hire as quickly as possible.
0: Love it. And it is very helpful to us. Oh, good. So can you talk, shifting a little bit more to marketing the event, can you talk about some of the organic content, maybe especially on social media that you see, you touched on a little bit in the beginning, but winners? Are they posting before, during, and after the event? Mm -hmm. And how much of a role does ERC play in prompting or incentivizing this? Are you seeing that it's just sort of happening naturally?
1: So the only prompting we really do is we love the celebration. So we say North Coast 99, it's really a year-long endeavor. So we're already thinking about the application for next year. And really the party, we always have a party in September. That is – it's wonderful, but it's the application process and the evaluation process and then the interviews for Cleveland Magazine and other things like that that are really special. So we kind of use the information that we get from the survey – to help us identify the theme. And then we say to organizations like Vividfront Front and other winners, can you show us you celebrating your win within your organization and send us pictures? Well, who doesn't like to take pictures? And who doesn't have a phone that takes pictures? So we love when the pictures come into us, because then we are able to celebrate those pictures in person. But then we're also able to share those organically through social media, or they actually they're sharing their own pictures as well.
0: Yeah. So they're sharing their photos, maybe tagging you and ERC, and you're sharing photos and tagging them and sort of creating that broader reach. And I think that that is good momentum for the program in Northeast Ohio, right? Because it's not like you're – targeting top talent across the country or targeting a
1: very specific region. That's right. Yeah, we really are focused on Northeast Ohio. And so people are hashtagging top workplaces, hashtagging great workplaces, hashtagging North Coast 99. You know, every person that attends the event, we had 700 people there. They were all, you know, hashtagging and commenting and those types of things. So it really does kind of grow. 700 people. We had 700 people. (laughs) Yeah. And we were so excited about it because we always had those numbers. And then 2020 hit and we really, you know, already had the deposit down and everything, and we mm-hmm. had to go virtually. And then the next year, we went hybrid. And then, I mean, full force, people were back. It just, Just to your point, this is a really meaningful program and awards program for leaders in our region.
0: So what kind of discussions go on to decide how to keep the event intriguing and fun, including for repeat winners?
1: Yeah, it's not easy. We use the data and the survey results as well as, you know, anything we learn from it to kind of help us drive the theme. So we've had awakening, we've had reimagine, we've had, you know, kind of themes that help kind of depict in one word or a phrase, what the feeling of the application is for that year. And then we, we kind of we have a lot of brainstorming sessions, we have a lot of fun in those sessions. And we say, you know, what would help keep the audience engaged? We realize that what we heard from some focus groups is that really people are interested in the data. So, keeping the data fresh through either videos or through pixel graphs, those types of things, to keep the right. data relevant. But then we also really want to have fun because we know people are there for a celebration. And um, actually, one of uh, a CEO told me, he said, man, had I known how many people would be so upset that they weren't able to come, I would have bought more tables. So we had some organizations that bought three tables, some that bought, you know, multiple tables. And so I think it's going to continue to grow.
0: And it is a blast, I can attest.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> this past
0: year, you hired, I think, a, was it a painter? Can you talk about that? Yeah,
1: he was a speed painter. Um, somebody. So we often, anytime I ask if any, anyone went to an event, I said, who was the entertainment? How was mm-hmm. it? Um, we've had anything from dueling pianos to magicians to, but this was a speed painter and he he was able to, and actually I tied in Make-A-Wish. So I'm on the Make-A-Wish board. There was no funds exchange, but it's just kind of raising awareness. And so I tied in us being able to grant a wish to a little boy that had been fighting some terrible diseases at five years of age. And we were able, as a community of 700 of us, grant, I know you were there, you know, say one, two, three, um, you're going to Disney World. And that was right after the speed painter had painted Mickey Mouse three minutes on stage. And then at the end of the program, he then painted um, Jimmy Buffett as well, which was really neat to see. and was fun and engaging. I think if you can create
0: experiences like that that are so unique and memorable, right, it's going to create that organic content like we talked about yeah. naturally because one of the first things that I did after leaving the event was call my mom and say I helped send somebody to Disney Aww. World, you know, because when uh, I, I didn't know that that was going to be part of my experience. You know, we right. thought we were coming here just to celebrate ourselves, which we were. But in turn, through this celebration, we were able to take part in something like that. Yeah. And it was such a powerful experience that I wanted to share it with other people. Aww, so I, I think, am,
1: yeah, this <laughs> just brought me goosebumps. I mean, that's 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 kind of the power of North Coast 99. It's a bunch of really passionate people. Right. That really just want to make our region and make the lives of people around us better.
0: Amazing. Moving into data a little bit, but asking it in a different kind of way, how do you measure the success of your awards program and event each year?
1: So we often do focus groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we would not be able to put on North Coast 99 without sponsors. So we always meet with our sponsors after and ask them their thoughts on the um, program. And really just kind of a vibe. Um, We do a lot of outreach, kind of personal one-on-one questions, especially um, people that were at the event. You know, what did you think about it? Those types of things. So Um, and then LinkedIn and social media and the thank yous that we get after the event are always kind of speak for themselves.
0: Amazing. I want to go back and touch on something that you mentioned about COVID. So what did you do to combat limitations for in-person events during that time?
1: We try to be as flexible as possible and we tried to listen to what we were hearing from the community from you know what people wanted right we know people like to be together, and we wanted Absolutely. to do that. So that's why the first year there was we, we just couldn't be together because it was you know September of 2020. So we uh, we did it all virtually, and we brought in Dr. Lisa Damore, a psychologist, and she was able to speak to the audiences about kind of remaining calm and things to do to keep you busy. And and so I feel like that was a perfect way for us to address what was happening. And then in 2021, we said we'll do this, but let's kind of tread lightly. And um, the venue, they were very kind to us and allowed us to say, okay, we can um, only have a couple hundred people. And I think we ended up with about 200 people. And then we also did it. So we did in person and we did a live virtual session as well. That put a little stress on us um, and that it drove up our costs. And then 2022, we did the same thing. So in 2023, we said, you know what, we are full in, in person, live. And so that's I think people were really happy to be back together. I certainly missed
0: in-person events mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I mm-hmm. just, I don't think anything compares.
1: No, right, right.
0: So as it relates to branding and marketing, how do you think the North Coast 99 program has helped ERC gain prestige and authority?
1: So I call North Coast 99 almost ERCs like liquid gold. You know, it, it It really is, it's data that we can use For So many different ways. You know, we are an organization, professional services organization that helps leaders attract and retain people. That's what who ERC is. We're over 100 years old. We've been doing that for years through supervisory leadership training, other things like that. What North Coast 99 gives us is relevant data to help keep pushing the envelope as to what we need to do as an organization around consulting and training and coaching. So it's, you know, who else has 6,000 survey results from top performers in our region, right? right? And that's just from this year. So when you think about all the top performer surveys that we have, it's just such a great way for us to really have a pulse on what's happening.
0: That's interesting. When I originally sat down and thought about some of these questions, I was thinking about how the program itself helps ERC earn clients kind of naturally along the way because of all of the brand touch points, but you're talking a lot about the data, and I hadn't even mm-hmm. really thought
1: about that mm-hmm. and how strong it can be. Mm-hmm. I just had a you know a great example. Some Someone on LinkedIn sent me a message, and he said, hey, thanks. I know this is a couple of months old, but I just wanted to let you know that we were so happy to be a winner, and the event was top-notch, and I just said, oh, thanks, and they weren't a member, and I went out, and I talked to this person about all the benefits of being an ERC member, and they signed up this week, so... It's they really do kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. So
0: what shifts are you seeing in the talent attraction and retention space? I know you mentioned some of these new benefits like pet benefits and things like that. What should companies prioritize in 2024 if they want to attract and retain top talent?
1: So you have to listen to your employees focus on not only the attraction, but on the retention as well. If you haven't done an employee engagement survey, I would say that's a great place to start to understand what's driving your employees, what vivid front employees want, are probably different what ERC employees want. And so leaders really just need to reach out to me if you want, um, to kind of learn what some new benefits are that people are offering. But just make sure you know, gone are the days we're offering a free parking spot up front, right? Um, that's for the younger generation. That's not what they're looking for, right? They want flexibility. They want challenging and meaningful work. They want to be able to use their talents outside of the workplace as well. So so really, you know, through volunteerism or other things like that, right? So, so really kind of just having a strong pulse on the wants and the needs of your employees. You don't have to match them all, but at least know what your employees are looking for and perhaps that's a goal for you to get to or it's just an explanation of hey you know we're never going to really get there but we're able to do this for you instead you know one of my favorite stories is not everyone can save the world not everyone's a nonprofit not everyone can make you know widgets that are going to save lives and i know that some people really want passionate work what we can all do though is somehow give back to the greater good, right? So the Make-A-Wish story, like it didn't cost anybody anything, but we were all there for it. Someone, um, they make nuts and bolts and they said, you know, we can't do magic through nuts and bolts. However, our nuts and bolts are used for wells in third world countries so people can get water from those wells. And so we're going to give a portion of all of our nuts and bolts back to making wells. So leaders have the opportunity to just go above and beyond. And I really do think that that's what most people are looking for.
0: Amazing. I have chills. That was <laughs>
1: wonderful.
0: I love it. Okay. So to sum things up today, I hope the episode has listeners thinking a little bit differently about awards programs, a little bit differently about attracting and retaining talent, and maybe has even inspired some of you to create your own recognition program or award ceremony as part of your 2024 growth initiatives, but most importantly, thinking about how to listen to your current employees. So, Kelly, we like to close all of our episodes with rapid fire questions. Okay, (laughs) nervous. Are you ready? (laughs) Ready? There's only three. Okay. Mondays or Fridays? Hmm, Fridays. Employee attraction or retention?
1: Oh, retention. Awesome. Awesome. And then first time winners or twentieth time winners. Oh uh, I can't answer that. I I just think they're all amazing. The you first love it all. the first time winners push us. The twenty year winners, they just push themselves. I love that. Is that the oldest that you have as a twenty year winner?
0: No, we have, have over a...
1: twenty. We have over twenty. So this year we'll be celebrating some twenty fives. No way. So yes, yes. How special. And what what's so amazing? These twenty five year winners, or hopefully, if I don't know if they will win or not, but anyone over twenty, they keep reinventing themselves. They want to know where they can improve, and so that's awesome. The first time winners, they're kind of just in awe of the whole experience. Yeah. The twenty, they know the drill, and they push us. As much as they push themselves because they've been there, done that, um, but they still year over year want to get better, which makes us better. Love it.
0: Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations on 25 years. Where can listeners find
1: you if they want to connect? So, probably the best place is LinkedIn. Just Kelly Keefe, K E E F E. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to start making moves. Head to vividfront.com slash marketing moves for exclusive marketing materials. Every episode, we add more of our greatest insider secrets to help you move towards success. See you next time.